I am joined now by the one and only Julie Elster, a.k.a. Mrs. Check Nasty. Wife, how you doing? Hi. I'm okay. Good. I don't know how I feel about being referred to as Mrs. Tech Nasty. Tech Nasty. But other than that, I'm good. I have a sound drop for it, so just roll with it. Okay. Uh, so, remind our listeners, what is it you do professionally? <laughs> other than being Mrs. Tech Nasty? Tech Nasty. Is yes. That okay. <laughs> I've thoroughly beaten Tech Nasty to death. Thank God. Uh, I have a Disney World planning website. I help people plan. I can uh, give them free resources. I refer them to uh, a professional travel planner. I have uh, an ebook to help you plan. I have shirts for your vacation. Now so I'm your Disney World go-to person. Now, ignoring that the name of this business is plastered on the back of your car, what is the name of this business? Double your WDW. All right. So, uh, when did you start? Yeah, this? what do you want with me? Why am I here? What did, when did you start this business? Oh, gosh. Uh, three years ago? Three years ago? Almost. Yeah, something like that. Two okay. to three years ago. Why did you start a Disney World planning business three years ago? Okay, That well, seems insane. There was no pandemic three years ago. I see. Um, because Disney World's awesome, and I love it, and it's a lot of fun. And it I, sparks joy. Yeah. I thought this was something I could do. And for a while, it was something I could do. And then. And then. What happened? 2020, the pandemic. Pandemic. How is your business going? Paint the picture for me. January, February, 2020. We went to Disney World with Andy Bedell's family. I went master marketer from Keysmart. <laughs> multiple times. Yes. Before everything closed. I was there. How many times a year were you going to Disney World? So I had, I was like 2020 is the year I'm going to go every six weeks. That was my plan. Was Jesus, like that every, sounds crazy like to hear every, it. Every other month was my plan. I was a on board with it. Approximately six weeks, but, but like every other month. Just on that monorail nonstop. Yeah. Yes. Please stay. And clear of the doors. So that was that was my plan. Things were picking up enough that I felt comfortable. I felt confident that every other month I'd be going to the parks, and that's really where it was. I we went as a family, like with our children, November of 2019. Then uh, you and I went with our toddler and Andy Bedell, our friend Andy, uh, January of 2020. Mm -hmm. I went in February. Um, just myself for a work trip. And then I was planning, so it was the very end of February. And then I was planning to go again early, like the first week in April, which obviously didn't happen. <laughs> obviously that got canceled. And I realized. Um, but yeah, I was planning on going fairly regularly. Hearing it described like that, it, it tr we have a, a truly, uh, truly insane and blessed lifestyle business. The both of us. Well, I, you Put know, I, I will say, though, like 2018, 2019, it wasn't like that. No, um, it was like all of a sudden a, it was about it was to take a build off. up. Yes. And it, I was at a point where I was making enough money, like I was able to pay for trips as I was going. So I felt comfortable with the exception of our family trips. That was a little bit different because when you have to buy tickets for five people, um, that adds up very quickly. But as far as like me going for work purposes, I was making enough where I felt comfortable paying for that um, with the business. So 2020 this, was supposed to be my year. To be clear, this website was hosted on Shopify. Yes. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. um, all right. And in these, your content marketing efforts, you're going to Disney World all the time. And the, the thing has, has achieved break even. It's really exciting because this was a dream um, and an experiment and a wonderful, wonderful vision that we were so close to getting. What happened? 
Well. Because what you just described was the last time either of us have ever been to Disney World. Okay, so, well, February, I went without you in February. That was my last time there. It was the very end of February. And at the time, I knew, I was like, coronavirus is a thing I'm vaguely familiar with. And I remember thinking, I've said this before, but I remember thinking about this. I was at the airport at um, Orlando Airport on my way home. And I was thinking, you know, there's this virus out there and I'm at an airport. It's probably not the best place for me to be. But at the time, we did not know of any confirmed cases in the U.S. I'm like, I'm sure it's no big deal. And then I got home and was sick for like three plus weeks, which I don't think was COVID. It could have been maybe a mild that case. was I just know, whatever you get from traveling through the orlando's, orlando's airport yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. sorry orlando but yeah. you know what that airport is like so i got home and we knew things were getting bad but we weren't quite sure how bad they were and then it was like a week or two later um that everything shut we knew i knew like disney parks were shutting down in march it was right after i got home so i knew all this stuff was going to be shutting down. and then once stuff started shutting down i knew i was like well there's it's not opening up anytime soon things are not getting better what impact did this have on your shopify business <laughs> well um okay so people how people find me whether it's just for free resources or you know to purchase something from me um it's because they're planning a trip to disney world that's how they find me whether it's google or pinterest or social media they find me because they're searching like disney world vacations or Disney World planning. So nobody's looking for that anywhere, whether on social or on Google, nobody's looking for it. So things just tanked like immediately. I want some I want some hard numbers here. Give me metrics. When we say tanked, where were we going and where did we end up? So I was at several I was at several hundred websites vi website visits a day and really organic, thank you, not paid. Yes. Yeah, no, no, I yeah, organic not SEO. Paid. No, I don't I don't yeah, I don't pay for that. Um it was organic. My goal had been really my goal for um twenty by twenty twenty one, I wanted to be like closer to or at a thousand website visits per day. I was like, that's really where I need to be at. Um, minimum by like I assumed by now I would be there and beyond. So I went from like several, like three to 500 maybe um, to like less than a hundred. Uh, the, I, if I posted on social about like, Oh, here's news. Something like that would get a boost in clicks. Cause people were very curious. They wanted to know what was happening. Are the parks reopening? Are they staying closed? What's the plan? Cause nobody knew what was going on. So that would get a boost in, in clicks, but that's not, I mean, I don't, I'm not here to post news, you know, that's not what I do. So, um, yeah, it's, it went from, uh, several hundred a day to next to nothing. How long did this go on for? Oof. Uh, until recently. Um, so for a while I was trying different things just to keep, um, just to keep people engaged, to keep people talking to me on social, to keep people going to the website, anything I could think of. So I did, um, like, a, a March Madness bracket last year, uh, with, uh, Disney, gosh, how did I even do it? I think I did it with Disney characters was how I did it. And so, you know, it was just like a fun competition with anybody who followed me on Facebook, I believe is how I did it. And so I had them vote via Facebook polls and that would determine the winner of the brackets. And then at the end, if you ended up like, so if you won a certain bracket, you'd be eligible for a prize. If you won, you know, the whole thing, you'd be eligible for a prize. So that definitely kept people entertained um, for a while. It kept people 
uh, clicking through the website to get the game board. <laughs> so just anything I could think of. And we started making people... food videos. Yeah, like I just, I was really just like throwing shit at the wall to see what would stick. Can I say shit? Can I, am I allowed to say that? Okay, sorry. I was throwing stuff okay, at the wall. Okay, I say yes, but <laughs> random, random weirdos email me that they listen to the show with your kids, which don't do that. Don't subject them to me. I'm strange. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. He is. Okay. Yeah. This isn't a kid. Like, not if I were so a kid, you're strange. It's that you're boring for children. I know. If I were a kid, I'd be in the back seat. Like, ew. Yeah, what's <laughs> yes. this old guy talking about? Biz Spotify for? <laughs> okay, it's Shopify, not Spotify. Um, Focus, but, wife. Yeah. So I was just doing whatever I could to see what would work, and it really it turns out I'm not great at other stuff. And there's so many <laughs> other people like planning and just the real nerd stuff is is my bread and butter. That's what I'm good at. That's what I enjoy. I like the nerd stuff. Cooking videos. Well, I thought like we did. Um, I have a Star Wars cookbook, so we did. We I say we I cooked. You don't cook. I filmed. Uh, yeah, you set up the tripod and then left. <laughs> um, I but, did not leave. Mm -hmm. So I made stuff from the Star Wars cookbook. You and okay, so you did help me with this. We tried making Dole Whip. Like we filmed stuff like that, and it was fun. And um, it was okay, I guess. It did nothing as far as my business. So like trying okay, to pivot. Okay, but it was it was fun, and I like that Star Wars it was cookbook. So much. <laughs> it was so much work, and um. To edit the video, unless you're, you know, good at that and have the time to do that, you have to pay somebody to do it. And trying to make money via YouTube is like next to impossible. So it just it didn't feel worth it to me. I have a toddler at home. It was a ton of effort. Um, it just at some point during 2020, did you just stop marketing your business and say this is on hold for now? Yes, and I'm still not marketing. As a matter of fact, so the parks reopened over the summer. I felt a strong moral dilemma pushing traveling to Disney World. And so I don't really market much of anything. I will post on Facebook sometimes, um, but I don't, I'm not, like some people will retype, you know, Disney news stories as their own. Oh yeah, they take clicks. like the it's press bizarre. release from Disney's blog. Yeah, and they just retype it. Barely rewrite it. And then, go, and, then po and then post, post up to get the clicks. Own, yeah, I won't do that. Like if I'm going to share a news story, I'm going to share a news story. I'm not... But hold on here. Some of these people, like some of your colleagues, this was their sole full-time income. Yes. So I if they need this to pay the mortgage. Yeah, I try not to judge because if they can't pay the bills without doing it, if I was in that situation, I'd probably do the same thing. Whatever I could do to make a few bucks. Like I saw people who do very similar things to what I do. But I saw people pushing like, hey, here's a thing on Amazon that I really use and like trying to get affiliate money that way because they know they have a ton of followers on whatever social platform. And so they're like, all right, well, you know, I'm not making any money otherwise. So maybe I can just push some affiliate stuff. I saw a lot of that. I haven't done any of that. It's just I felt a very a, a big moral dilemma with it. So I why? Because I, thousands of people are dying every day, and so travel to a theme park is not necessary. It is a luxury, and um, it's not something I'm comfortable pushing to my audience. So because to, you don't have to survive, to survive, you won't promote your travel business. No. Because that is chiefly how you make money. Yeah. You view it as irresponsible. Yes, that is 100% correct. So I'm just kind of sitting on stuff. And now after, so this is typically January, um, right after Christmas, is typically 
my busiest time of year as far as people searching for Disney. Um, they're planning trips for this year. Uh, you know, the holidays are over. Maybe they've got some extra cat like holiday cash that they were gifted. Whatever the reason is, this is always the busiest time of year for me. So I've definitely seen an uptick um, in traffic to the website without me having to do anything. So that is positive. Um, but at the same time, I'm not like that's just people finding me via Google or people who already knew who I was from, you know, prior research. I am not marketing. I'm not pushing anything. Um, I do. Ha I have a podcast. I only now I used to publish weekly. I publish now about once a month. And even so, I, I'm really not I don't do like trip reports anymore, which is the thing I used to do, where I would talk to people about their trips. I, it's a lot of just like, here's what's happening. Like, here's the news. And here's what I expect to happen, you know, in the future. How did watching this business that was about to take off go to dozens of visitors? <laughs> feel um it was brutal it was depressing it was very very depressing i went from you know and like i'm sure you talk about it on the show we have three kids and so we have two school age and then a toddler i don't know that i've ever mentioned it oh geez yikes okay so uh this is gonna be news i guess we have three children two school we do boys. we do Jeez, oh, rick and a toddler and so I always worked from, you worked in an office, you have your office, but I always worked from home. But I, the toddler, I put her in preschool and I hired a, a part-time nanny because that's how much work I had previously. So to go from um, having somebody help me with the kids and, and you know, I needed so much more free time because I couldn't get everything done. Hold on. Now I have Unpack nothing that. to do. The pandemic was harder on women, whether they were employed or self-employed oh yeah well because in the beginning especially in the beginning and i think this is part like in the beginning you were like maybe you should talk to somebody you remember you were like constantly like maybe you should talk to somebody and I'm like, i was I trying to be supportive I <laughs> like i know what the problem is that's what you used to say yes it's, but I, I was concerned it's not like is it is depressing, but it's not that I am depressed. Like, I know exactly what the problem is. The problem is I went from having this business that was, like, minutes away from really taking off and being profitable to now I'm at home, like, scraping and scrounging, trying to, like, when we were trying to do those food videos. So it was like, I'm trying to edit videos because I could no longer afford to pay somebody to edit anything. So I'm trying to edit videos. And then and you- this is not something we would have done otherwise. <laughs> Suddenly it was like, we're desperate, so dance, monkey. Yeah, well, and then you were like, you should try this or that. You should I was pivot. trying to help. You should pivot. Yes, and pivot like, became like keyword oh, in our household. I heard the word pivot one more time, it's that Friends episode. If you heard the word pivot one yes. more time- Anyone who watches Friends, pivot, pivot. If I heard pivot one more time. And then I'm like, how am I supposed to pivot when I have a three-year-old who is like literally attached to me at all times? And I don't know that you got that until like a week ago. <laughs> and it's January. So. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really, it's been rough trying to do anything with three and then having to homeschool, which is much, much better now. It's better now, but. Um, the older kids are doing school from home. They're doing entirely remote learning. And at first, that was very challenging. I had to, I, they, I wouldn't even allow them to do it in their rooms because they would just goof off. So they had to sit at the dining room and I had to check on them constantly. 
what are you doing? Do you need help? Like, what's the lesson plan for today? Where are you supposed to be? What are you doing? Within a week, we were like, teachers don't get paid enough. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. They don't. Um, it's better now. I think even the school, I, I mean, it's in all fairness, the school didn't know. They weren't prepared for this. But this year's been so much better where they have a set schedule. And it feels more like traditional school. It's just that they're in their bedrooms at their desk instead of in the classroom. So it's better with the older kids, but my daughter still can't go back to preschool and we aren't ready to have a nanny back in our house. So me trying to do anything work-related is next to impossible. Even my once-a-month podcast that I record ends up being quite the ordeal trying to find the time to do it. It's well, impossible. even where like someone's not going to kick in the door and interrupt you. Yeah, I have to do it when everybody's asleep, which I'm ready to pass. The moment she goes to bed, I'm like a, a bump on a log on the couch. Like I don't want to move or talk to anybody or do anything because I'm so exhausted. Hey, I got a question. How can you increase your Shopify sales by 10 to 15%? You could try standing on the corner with a megaphone. Hey, you in the denim jacket. What's your credit card number? I got some stuff you could buy. Or you could just use Zipify one-click upsell. Created by the owner of a $100 million e-commerce store and trusted by over 8,100 Shopify merchants, one-click upsell helps you boost your average order value with targeted upsells and cross-sells. You can make pre-purchase upsells from the shopping cart, or you can make post-purchase upsells immediately after a customer completes their order. And with mobile-optimized offer pages that drive sky-high conversions, and built-in split testing for maximizing your results, it's no wonder one-click upsell has made its users an extra $139 million in sales. It only takes a few minutes to install the app, launch your first upsell, and start generating 10 to 15% more revenue overnight. To start your free 30-day trial, go to zipify.com slash Kurt. That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash Kurt. And to get an unadvertised gift, email help at zipify.com and ask them for the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty. Okay, back to the show. What were we discussing? Many people's identity when they own a small business. Their identity and their business gets tangled together. And I'm sure this is this is true of both of us, but were you a it sounds like you you you've been very factual about your description of what happened. Did you make your peace with it? Did you how did you feel? I've heard no, you say you've you've worked you've had no, to work on forgiving I yourself. I still cry about it sometimes. Like it's hard. It's really tough. Um I because it, it it now I feel like my you know before my identity, yes, I was of course I'm I'm always going to be mom. I'm mom. But my identity was not just mom. You know, like there I felt like a more you know, a three-dimensional person before where I had other things that I would do. I had friends that I would see. I had a career that I was working on. I traveled by myself, which was a lot of fun. And I would go to a theme park by myself and just like talk to people, just strangers, you know, and it was a lot of fun. I loved watching it. And I did. And I would talk to people. Um, I had a list of people who wanted to be on my podcast to talk about their vacations. So I would talk to people every week about their trips and they were like lining up to talk to me about it. And so it was a lot of fun and it was exciting and I'd always be talking to people and I'd always be doing something. And now my identity is mom, which is great. I love being mom, but it's hard when that's the 
only thing that I feel like I am right now. And I know that you try your best as my husband to, you know, make me feel like I'm more than that, but it's next to impossible because you are in here eight hours during the day in what used to be my office. And that's also very difficult. So you are now working out of what was my workspace and now it is your workspace and the children refer to it as Dada's office. And I'm out there wiping butts and (laughs) chopping vegetables and helping with homework. And then I have a beer and go to sleep. And then I wake up the next day and do it all over again. So it's very, very depressing and difficult. And I know it's not forever, but it's hard. It's very, very hard because what I did was part of who I was. And it was fun. And it, I don't know, it just, it was, it was something that made me more than just mom. You know, It was so cool. But it's not over. It was so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, and and I know like I could, I could go, the parks are open, I could go back, but I have made the decision and that's where I need to make my peace with it. Like I could go back. If I really wanted to, I bet you'd even let me, <laughs> even though you're terrified of COVID because you've seen me freak out and cry and whatnot. I'm sure you'd, I could guilt you into it, but I have made the decision not to do it. And so I need to just live with that and wait until I am vaccinated or enough people around me are vaccinated where it's safe to go. And then I'll go back and hopefully be able to pick things up where they were. But it's it's been tough. It's been a really hard year. What does 2021 look like? I feel hopeful for 2021. Um, I mean, I did. I just renewed my annual pass. Um, so I think that. Right there. I mean, that's not an inexpensive. What's an annual pass to expense. Disney World cost? It depends on the pass that you get. But being out of state, I only have a couple of options. So my renewal for my pass was about a thousand dollars. So I mean, that's not a small sum of money. Um, but I felt confident enough to renew my pass, so I did that. I feel good about it. I have trips booked for the end of the year, and I'm hoping to be able to add on to that. Like you know, move. Add more dates, you know, closer um, just as things progress, as hopefully the vaccine rollout speeds up, which I guess I, I've heard is supposed to happen when Biden takes Fingers office. crossed. So we'll see. We I don't know. I don't know what his plan is. But when thinking about 2021, what are you most excited about right now? <laughs> just being able to to work again, to mm. have the time to work again. It would be exciting yeah. to leave the house. Yeah. You know, we I got an email the other day about preschool for my daughter because she was in preschool. And then obviously that just very suddenly came to an end. But they sent an email for the 21-22 school year. So, you know, this coming fall. And I was like, holy crap, I can sign her up. Like, I feel confident enough to sign her up. So I'm really looking forward to that because if this, I can I sign think her up, it means I can work again. My My greatest hope is that we are about to enter... A new air of prosperity. It's just the roaring 20s all over again. Well, if that's true, that means people will be traveling and that hopefully business will um, pick up for me. As a, a seasoned traveler and uh, content marketer, what's your favorite gadget? <laughs> you have so many toys. Um, oh, well, you're the one who loads me up with these toys. I do. I- I don't know. I'm see, you like to have a suitcase full of stuff. I, I love it. I 
when it's just me, we'll just pick like a thing that I'm going to use that day. So I like just like the point and shoot camera. I like to have a good camera on me. You like like the stabilizers and all that stuff. I'm more like just give me a good, good camera that I can get some great photos. I got a good one for you. I got a new one. An EOS M52. What's that? It's like a, it's a mirrorless Canon camera. Oh, so this it's is like ninety nine percent as good as a huge DSLR. Yeah. in a way smaller package. Yeah. So the DSLR that's typically what I would use. Yeah, you just bought this and you showed it to me, and I'm excited to get back to use it because the big camera. Um, on my last trip, I had it on a strap, and I had bruises on my side from walking around with it all day. You did going on rides and stuff with it. So I'm looking forward to the lighter camera. If you were to look, well, you know what. We got pretty real, and we got a little dark. But tell me, well, all right, let's get dark one more time. I don't appreciate my situation being described as dark because <laughs> I still have quite a while. I have until like what summer? <laughs> January. Okay, I meant for the show in which the host Ooh. refers to himself as tech nasty. All right. <laughs> Things are getting dark. And you host a podcast about Disney World. Yeah. This is as dark as either of us get. Okay. You know what? No, I don't want to get dark with you. Okay. I don't. Okay. No, I'm not going to get dark with you. No, just do it. Just do it. All right, fine. But then we're going light again. Okay. In 2019, none of us knew that this was going to happen. Uh-huh. That the pandemic was going to occur and just like stomp on a non-trivial percentage of small businesses. Mm-hmm. Just full on If I had known, stomp on it. I'd have sold like candles or soap or face masks or something <laughs> had I known in 2019. Well, I was going to ask, what's your greatest regret? Yeah. Like if, what is 2019? <laughs> no, you know, like in, in March 2020, what's your greatest regret? I don't know. I don't know that I have like a regret. It's weird though to, to look back at things I used to do in 2019 and now in 2021. I was so obsessed with social media in 2019 and now in 2021 and not even on a per- like I really don't do social media on like a personal level. And that's kind of what's funny about it. It was just business wise. Um, but now in 2021, I very rarely post on social media. I haven't posted on Facebook and for my business in like over a month. Instagram, I do stories, but it, because I'm not at the parks, it's like personal it's like hey here we are cutting our hair with a vacuum cleaner like here we are using our floby <laughs> i love my floby yeah i literally was like y'all asking about the floby here's the tutorial like i did an instagram stories <laughs> tutorial on how the floby works um but yeah so it okay, hasn't other affected than... my business at all not being super active on social media now i think interesting it's, just, it's important just so people know you're not like some psycho scam that you have, you know, so a social media presence and you're legit on social media. I think that is definitely You need important. a presence, yes. but it doesn't have to be it's the, not like, everything. I the 24-7 thing yeah. that millennials think it has to yes. be. Yes, that's what I learned. It's very it's it's a weird shift now to just be doing it periodically and learn it's not life and death if I don't post every day. It really isn't a big deal at all. It's quite the mindset shift. Yeah. Mindset. <laughs> so I think that I don't I think that's the biggest difference from 2019 to now. See, look, it didn't even get dark. No, it didn't at all. So calm down. All right. Tell me down. when your parents were most disappointed in you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm kidding. No, you were last. I week? want some. I don't know. Let's. I want some. 
I'm sure they're proud of you. I want some Disney content. Well, tell me about your best day at Disney. So when you go back there, it's going to get wild. Yeah. You're just going to go crazy Woo! on like Mickey bars yeah. and whatever the heck else uh-huh. you Disney psychos eat. Right. Uh, what's your best day ever look like? Future best day or past best day? I don't, you I think, answer you know, the question. So you know what I'm excited about? Um, I, I think things are going to be very different. So I think it's going to be like a whole new ball game for everybody. I think the way parks are, and I'm sure this is true of so many businesses, things just look so different. And so I think the parks are going to be run differently. And so that's going to change up how I have to approach things and um, how I have to, um, you know, share information with people traveling. So I think it's going to be a fun adventure to learn all of that stuff. Um, You know, as far as like past trips, my last trip to the parks was one of my favorites. My sister um, joined me for part of the trip. And so it ended up being a girl's trip. And we ran a 10K through the Disney parks, like before they opened first thing in the morning and the sun was setting and we were running through Epcot and it was just so cool and special and it's very cheesy, but I'm really glad that that was the last experience that I had was with my sister doing something so amazing. So that was really, really cool, but I'm excited to see what has changed and I think it's going to keep me busy, which I'm excited about just because if things are going to be so different, there's going to be a lot to learn and a lot to do. And a lot of adjustments. So I, just, I don't know if I answered your question at all, but good yeah, enough. Yeah. I just want to go back to Galaxy's Edge. Are there? Do you have any like Disney World or uh, you know business Disney World bucket list items? <laughs> um, hmm. I would love to see the suite that's inside Cinderella's castle at Walt Disney World. Oh God, that me too. Is quite what is that? A bucket list thing. So you can't just reserve that. And that's what makes it so cool. It's something I can't even just throw money at it. No, you can't even throw money at it. You could have infinity money. And that doesn't mean that you'd get to see that. So you're saying not even Tech Nasty gets in? Tech Nasty. Sorry, Tech Nasty. No. It's one of those things. They will give it to people who like contest winners. Um, they'll let stay in the suite and s- certain celebrities, like I've heard like Tom Cruise got to stay in the suite with um, his daughter. So it's like super A-list celebrities sometimes get to stay in the suite and contest winners sometimes get to okay, stay in so the suite. Okay, so clearly it is you a are super in the bucket like, list thing. The 1% deep cut Disney Park if super you get to fan. stay there, that's like unheard of. I've so, heard wait, of hold on. being As able to a, see it though. If you have a... You as a a Disney World centric small business, which is a bigger community than our listeners may realize. It's when huge, you think yeah. about success as like a Disney Parks blogger, whatever you want to call yourself, what does success for a Disney Parks blogger look like? <laughs> um, I if, like who comes to mind for you? It depends on your definition of success. I think there are a lot of um, bloggers, vloggers, podcasters who get recognized almost like celebrity level in the parks. It happened. I saw it with you. Oh, did you? We were there. <laughs> who did we see? And you're like, oh my God, that's like oh, so-and-so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so they're like, she's a bee. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> so we won't be saying who we saw. Okay. No, we will not. No, yeah. Um. So not everybody in the Disney community 
super nice, <laughs> which would be, it sounds surprising. You know, thankfully someone else in the Disney community confirmed this for me. So I'm like, all right, it's not just you. There's a lot of weird drama, but I guess if you're an adult who's super into Disney, maybe that isn't surprising. I don't know. All right, go back though. What's, anyway, what does success look like uh, for a Disney parks blogger? I, what, who comes to mind? What's it look like? Um, I, I guess if you get recognized in the parks, I guess. Okay. So, like, there's a very popular, um, vlogger, the Tim Tracker. The Tim now, Tracker. I don't watch vlogs, so I've never even seen, I know who the Tim Tracker is. You watch I've, TPM I've, vids. I do, but I don't know what that guy looks like, so I couldn't spot him in the parks. But, um, if I saw the Tim Tracker, I'd recognize him. I've never seen any of his videos. But, like, it's, he's, like, that level of, quote-unquote, fame in the Disney community. Okay, look, it's like when you go to Shopify events with your camel blazer. I'm not aware of that, that damn yeah, polyester prison people. anymore. <laughs> I'm going to dress low-key and wear a mask. People are like, oh, my God, it's Kurt Elster. No one's yeah, going to know who that's, I am. That's the, there's the same, I'm going full Beyonce thing. for 2021. It's the same thing. Um, I used to think that that was cool. I really don't know that I have much interest in that anymore, being recognized in the parks. I don't know that I care anymore. It, and it, It's interesting. But at it, one point you wanted that, huh? Yeah, well, it be, you know why, though? It goes back to what I said earlier, where in 2019, I was like, social media is where it's at. And being recognized in the parks meant I was doing social right. media right. Now I'm like, I don't give a crap. Hold on, <laughs> so, though. Because the tr- thing the is... Social media is a means to an end, but social media is a ton of work. It is emotionally draining, and you don't make money directly from it. No. That's what's so dark about it. Yeah, yeah, I don't you really You invest have so much in social in media that. to be a part of it. You will live your life 50% online and off. You will never be present to achieve those like huge I levels of success. I wish you guys could see him pointing at me as he's giving this lecture, like full-on pointing at me. You know what? <laughs> I'm over social media. I yeah, no, I it's not that I'm over it. I think it's a wonderful tool, but I'm not using it in the same way that I used to. Whereas before I thought if I was doing it right, I would reach a certain number of followers, I would reach a certain level of Disney community fame. And I use fame very loosely, but you know, like recognition in that community. And now I realize that that really isn't important as far as my business is concerned it turns out to have like the highest roi in terms of time invested and like energy invested if you think about social media usage in effective hourly rate being a micro influencer i think is where it's at yeah i think like 10 to twenty thousand, really like 5 to twenty thousand in that range is where things really are cooking and you like maximize your success and then when you hit 100,000, I think things go wildly off the rails. <laughs> I really do. I also think about um, like a level of privacy if I'm at the parks, if I were to at some point reach that level. It starts to get and weird. I don't know that I want that if I'm going to be going with my family. So I think I'm okay not being that person. And that's not something that I'm striving for anymore, if that makes sense. <sighs> What's the best piece of advice as far as your business goes you've ever gotten? <laughs> uh, uh, um, it certainly wasn't pivot. It was not. So, okay, it was not <laughs> Tech Nasty's pivot advice. I think, you know, and I don't think pivoting is a bad idea. I think for me, though, it the, the best yeah, if thing I didn't that pivot, I did. pivot, we wouldn't be talking right now. Yeah, the, I think the best thing that I did was stick with what was true for me. And 
pivoting. I tried pivoting. I think like trying new things is great and you have to try new things. But ultimately, I found what works for me and I'm staying true to that. And while things took a dip for um, maybe nine months, they're moving back in the right direction now. And so I'm really focusing on that. And I think I'm in this for the long game. And so I'm focusing on building the best content and whatnot for my business based on what I enjoy doing and what I'm good at doing. And so I'm just, I'm sticking with my gut and what works with me. I like that advice. If you were to give advice to someone in, let's say our Facebook group or just another Shopify merchant who didn't experience the e-commerce boom in 2020 the way some other people did, what would your advice to them be? Well, I guess stick with it if you can. And I I get that not everybody's in the same position that I am in where I was. Acknowledge your privilege. uh, Yeah, I my job didn't I didn't have to pay the mortgage with my job. So when I lost my income, it wasn't the end of the world. It was fine. Um, You were you were able to to pay all the bills and and it was fine. Um, so I, I recognize that. But if you're able to stick with it, I think stick with it. It's There's no quick solution. There's no quick get rich quick scheme. But there never was. It's a long game. Even before the pandemic. Yeah, it's a long game. There there really is no such thing as an overnight success in business. There just isn't. Yeah. I've yet to see one. It's a long game. So you've got to stick with it. And when you see what's working, double down on that. And if something's not working, that's okay. I think a lot of people give up very quickly when something doesn't work. Well, that was a failure. Uh, you know, so I'm going to quit now. Okay. Well, just because something didn't work doesn't mean it's a failure. You just try something else. So I think that's, that's the takeaway. I've tried all sorts of things, especially this past year and not everything has been a winner. So that's okay though. I tried. Uh, and now I know, I know what works and what doesn't. And for the folks who are planning their next Disney World trip, what's your advice for someone planning their first Disney World trip? Well, I wouldn't go until at least uh, probably summer later <laughs> this year if you're going to be going this year. Um, but I I would definitely um, stay tuned and I would like read up, do your research if you're planning on going for a first trip, especially right now because so many things are changing at the parks. So... Things that were true a year ago are no longer true as far as parks. And Disney's a very weird vacation in that you have to plan it unlike any other vacation that I've ever been on. Like there's just this whole other level of planning that is very unique to Disney. So plan ahead. Um, do your research, especially, especially now, just because things are so different. And go to the Tiki Room. <laughs> For a classic Disney experience. What is your favorite ride at Disney World? <sighs> you know, I get asked this a lot and it changes day to day. <laughs> I really, I don't know. I like Tower of Terror and Hollywood Studios. You do talk about lot. that one a lot. That I probably like is that your one. favorite. It terrifies me every time I scream bloody murder, but I love it. It's such a thrill. What about the Haunted Mansion? I Welcome, <laughs> foolish mortals, I like the to Haunted the Mansion. Haunted Mansion. That is also one of my favorites. It's such a classic. And that one makes me think of um, my childhood. And that's another reason that I really like it. At the end, when you see the ghosts in your dune buggy, I remember that as, as a child. Like, God, how very, old, very vividly. How old was our, our youngest when we, we took her on Haunted Mansion? Oh, she's... Uh, a year? And I like, remember being so worried. I'm like, she's going to flip out. 
And no, she, there was just like she was one, so she's like it's cool stuff. It was just pointing, yeah, lots of pointing. Yes, there was but a lot you of knew pointing. in you know baby language that meant good. Yeah, and then we went back like a year later, and she was terrified of everything. Okay, so if you're going with a toddler, be flexible because you <laughs> be never flexible. know. You never know. Now, can I play the outro from your show so we can hear your podcast voice? No, no, no. Mm-mm. All no, right, fine. Not. No, you may not. All right, I not will allowed. respect. You can just. If your listeners are curious, they can listen to my podcast. How about that? All right. It's over. Where can we find more about you? I am at wrwdw.com. And even though I'm not super active, I'm all over the social media on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram if you want to learn about the Floby, you know, home haircuts. Yeah, I enjoy don't, your stories. But, don't post about that. Know, my stories are not disney related right now you know what (laughs) i gotta say engagement's been super hot like people who liked me before love me right now and i don't know tribe it's so weird it's so i got more engagement on the floby than i have on like (laughs) anything else in 2020 i don't know the floby we could all relate to like needing a haircut in 2020 oh yeah people were all about it what do you think of my floby cut um you know it's pretty fly thank you i appreciate that yeah it's it's pretty good for A vacuum cutting your hair. A vacuum cut my hair and it came out okay. You know, if just looking at you, if I didn't know you, I wouldn't be like, that guy cuts his hair with a vacuum. <laughs> Does that help? That's the best compliment I've gotten in a month. You're welcome. <sighs> Thank you, wife. I love you. I love you too. Building an amazing Shopify store starts with an amazing foundation, aka your theme. Enter Turbo. Calling it a theme almost doesn't do it justice. Instead, think of it as a rapid prototyping tool for Shopify stores. It is one of the most configurable feature pack themes for Shopify available today. With predictive search, easy mega menus, infinite scrolling collections, and a ton of page templates. That's a metric ton, not a standard ton, by the way. It's easy to see why it is my own agency's favorite Shopify theme to work with. Not sold yet? Maybe this will help. You can save 20% off Turbo. That's $70 off the sale price of my go-to theme when you visit outofthesandbox.com unofficial and use code KURT20 at checkout. Best of all, try it for two weeks. And if you don't love it, Out of the Sandbox will give you a full refund. That's right, full refund if you hate it. You've got nothing to lose and a beautiful money-making online storefront to gain. That's K-U-R-T-2-0 at outofthesandbox.com slash unofficial. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors. So please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening.